Welcome everyone to the Top Producer Podcast. I am Paul Nefer, your host, and today we're going to have a conversation with Norm Brown of FBS System and Mazza. And Norm is based in Illinois. Norm, how are things going? They're going well. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. I was uh, actually I was up in Ontario uh, for the first three days of this week, and then I spoke in Manchester, Iowa yesterday, and I got home this morning. So uh, the weather back there was pretty nice. How's the weather where you're at right now? I'm in Ohio right now, and it's beautiful. Couldn't be couldn't be nicer. Well, Norm, I always like to uh, start off the podcast uh, with your background, and I know you you've definitely got a little bit of a career. So let's go ahead and. Uh, get started with where you grew up, your education, and so on and so forth. All right. Well, thank you, Paul, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, nothing too remarkable about my background. <clears throat> uh, I grew up <clears throat> I grew up on the west, west coast of Illinois, uh, south of Quad Cities, on a farm and uh, diversified livestock and crop farm. I graduated from the Iowa State University in... <laughs> in uh, farm operations. Uh, technology was pretty limited. This is 1971 and I saw some punch cards and took a linear programming course, but that was the extent of my computer experience. Uh, after after my active duty training in the Army National Guard, I returned back to the, the, the farm and managed that for, for many years. And uh, and made this transition into into software as a way to solve civic problems on the farm. Okay, so when when did you end up starting? F, was it always FBS or was it something else, uh, and then became FBS? It was uh, incorporated as FBS. It was uh, farm business software was the initial uh, initial name, and that was okay. that was 1980, roughly when we started in the. Okay, and so what type, uh, now I know, but for the listeners out there, what type of software was it? What was it designed to do and so on? Sure, well, our our model was, and our farm had been involved with the Illinois Farm Business Farm Management for uh, over 60 years at the time. And the, the state of the art at that point was the, the big record book with the columns in it. You And then at the end of the year, actually, actually it was March of the, following following year you got this big computer printout that told you how you did how you compared with other operations and and uh, so our basis was enterprise analysis my wife cheryl is a math major she she helped check in books for fbfm and and we did the records together and uh, we tried to do a good job apply what we learned at school but that state of the art was well i had a Olivetti calculator, but everything had to be columns and had to be uh, summed up. Uh, we actually did a spreadsheet of so 13 columns of hand entered uh, pages. So it was uh, that was our launching point. Is we we wanted to to uh, automate and more real time management platform. And at the time, the state of the art on um, Computers was coming out with Apple IIs and TRS-80s and and a whole and a whole plethora of of other microcomputers and that they appeared like obviously there would be a might be a way of solving some of those problems if only but only uh, uh, somebody developed some software that would accomplish that. 
I, you know, you remind me of my early career because I started uh, at Moss Adams in Washington State in the early 80s. And, uh, and I remember we had this one decent sized vertically integrated orchard operation and we were doing a review financial statement. And, you know, I had that 13 column manual. It was all in paper. I think I probably had 20 pages of 13 columns and I had to do like 150 journal entries and I couldn't get it to foot. I couldn't get it to foot. And then I had a partner that was trying to prove to me that I was sort of stupid and he couldn't get it to foot either. And then we finally found the error, but uh, computer would have sped that process up a lot. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, VisiCalc and eventually uh, uh, office and has really made a big difference in agriculture. but the, uh, you, these were actually things you had to do back then. It wasn't just a simple popping up a spreadsheet and doing a few few formulas. It's, uh, you know, it was brute, brute force. And to get anything <laughs> useful, you had to had to be. Uh, you had to had to automate that process. Yeah, yeah. So that was the you started that in the early 80s. What 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 programming software or what? Uh, yeah, what programming software were you using back then? Well, back then it was basic, Microsoft basic. And uh, yeah. actually we, my wife and I both taught ourselves basic and, uh, and she started working on uh, the accounting program. I did a hog record program, finished that, but we came, came to the realization we need, really need to hire a professional to do the coding. And, and one of the reasons is, is the, the technology was still pretty slow very much very little memory um, to work from, so we had to work with somebody who could do some machine language and and dedicate the sorting. Uh, one of the unique things we we brought to the, the table of our vision is instead of using long ledger count uh, codes, we broke things into different segments, into multi-dimensions and enterprises as a separate field from uh, from uh, ledger accounts and when you do that you got to figure out who what's the key field how do you sort sort it how do you get it so it's you're not sitting there for 30 minutes each time you post a transaction to get it to get it sorted and and uh, filed away yeah no that 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 would not be fun at all so yeah for the younger listeners on this podcast uh, believe it or not when pcs came out they did not have hard drives they had a little floppy disk and then when i started at moss adams in 83 we had a computer with two floppies two floppy drives not just one but they they held what 512 uh, bytes or or was it 512 it K. wasn't a megabyte it was 512k yeah. you know it, it was pretty pretty small yeah the first first uh, computer we worked with had a cassette uh, tape to record and that was very unreliable <laughs> very but then, then you get these big 83k uh, 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 floppy disks. So yeah. anyway, fortunately, that's that's. The, but that was one of the reasons you had to be pretty good. You, when you got uh, 80 uh, gigabytes of memory, you can do a lot more. You'd be a lot more sloppy in your programming than, yeah. than when you just have uh, 4k or 16k of, of memory from those old machines and fortunately people were the the early adopters were pretty uh tolerant of that uh, uh it's it's uh we don't have to go back relive these those uh, days <laughs> it, it's soon. good for the 
Yeah, I think it is good for the younger people to understand that uh, they actually have it pretty easy these days compared to 30, 40 years ago. So, yep. uh, uh, but uh, I don't want to rub that in too much. So, so the you have both a management type system and then an accounting system. So, go through what is what is FBS in uh, today as far as what does it do, what does it offer, and so on. Sure, sure. Well, one of the things that we do, and, and I just want to go through the process of, of how, what we learned, because I mentioned farm business, farm management uh, was the state of the art. And what we try and do is replicate that. And as new uh, paradigms emerge, new, new models, we, we automated that. The first thing we did was coordinate financial statements with, uh, with Tom Fry and Danny Kleinfelder. And uh, that was a that was a response in the 80s dealing with the uh, uh, balance sheet uh, lending, market value balance sheet lending, and and it coordinated financial statements uh, eventually morphed into farm financial standards, and it was solving the same kind of problems. And and again back then you state of the art for management was to to uh, to manage by cash and report by accrual. So you you pick a point in time, maybe at the end of the year and and put in force in uh, periodic uh, inventories and come up with a value. And and but that quarterly financial statement solved a lot of those uh, uh, problems. And and it was uh, it was right in the 80s when we were we were experiencing all the uh, all the results of of some sloppy practices. Um, so we've developed a again model of farm financial standards got involved in that the national pork producer council production financial managerial accounting we learned a lot of things and that's kind of what we've done we've tried to take the farmer's viewpoint on on what he needs and but make sure it's based on good sound uh, if not gap at least the some of the the better standards that have been put in place and uh, you know, we focused on two things in our de development, and and it's it, we've gone. To, we're now on the fifth generation of of software, but uh, what what uh, what uh, we bring, and we're not we're not unique, and there are some good systems out there. But our focus has been on applying the business logic that's unique to managing a farm operation, the things that you got to do. And that are unique in farming. You've got uh, there's eight different uh, uh, segments of of or views of your information. There's a cash segment, which cash view, which doesn't tell you much other than what you've got to what you may owe in taxes. And there's a cruel, which is is where we're trying to go with farm financial standards. And then there's management accounting, and and be able to d drill into the operation see where what contribution you've got from uh, operations and and uh, equipment and as well as the direct cost and inventory control and uh, uh, budgeting and benchmarking there's uh, there's a lot of ways that you could use that information and we've taken always taken the farmer's view as a manager I need to access that information you need to be able to to tie things out. I need to uh, to uh, be able to drill into my my uh, reports and validate the, where those numbers are coming from. And I need to integrate with outside sources 
you know, field field equipment, uh, uh, livestock or feed monitoring equipment, be able to to, to absorb and 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 pull in the the uh, the activities that correspond to the costs that you see in a, in accounting. Be able to do that in, with the kind of detail that you can actually manage your business with. Yeah, and and like you say, you're now in the fifth version of that software. Is that right? Is that what you said, Norm? Yes, yes. Fifth, okay. fifth rewrite of the software, and okay. and that's uh, something we were approached in 2019 by our, some of our power users, and uh, uh, wanting to wanting a, a clean transition and be able to continue using the software that. Once you're using FBS or or Masa, uh, it you are really dependent on that because it is it is it touches everything in your operation and the our mutual agricultural software alliance is what what we're referring to with with Masa and 2019 okay. uh, brought together uh, our the Masa about around 20 members, 20 owners and. Several of them are top producer uh, uh, finalists or, or winners, TPAP and Apex uh, uh, participants, and even some MBAs mixed in with us. So these are these are very sh sharp, top tier operations, and and share some of the same values and goals that uh, our, our our company is is uh, has achieved, and they've helped fund this. Going to this next uh, level of technology, which uh, you know is is effectively a an ERP system that's uh, but ERP system that connects with other ERP systems uh, that uh, but having good solid accounting and, and this this has the level of detail that you you need to manage a complex operation. And and essentially, is that then cloud based and like you say, it integrates with other either ERP systems or other systems and so on? Yes, the idea is an open architecture, SQL database in the cloud. Uh, and this, besides our internal reporting, uh, we you can hook that in through APIs, application programming interfaces with with other other systems. And it, and we've done that. We did that uh, several years ago with Conservice, and it was a one directional where we were uh, absorbing uh, conservice field and uh, farm management records into our accounting system. Hopefully it'll be bi-directional with, uh, with other systems uh, soon. And the the next next level of opportunity with an open architecture system is to be able to plug in uh, uh, business intelligence uh, software like Microsoft Power BI. And we've been when, when experimenting with that and the idea is you you have this permanent accessible uh, control a database that you control. It's not in somebody else's uh, uh, server, and you can you you can uh, generate reports and 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 uh, feedback with where you are right now. You can do some some do your own analysis, and but uh, knowing that the data is all reconciled and and. Uh, tied out and level of detail to manage your your operation. Yeah, so essentially your analysis is going to take the data that's sort of sort of behind lock and key. It's not going to be able to manipulate the data, but the data is available for them to 
do reports or like say Power BI and 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 all the analysis that they do on that on that data. Right, right. And we're controlling the the business intelligence, so you can't uh, uh, jerry rig your or jackknife your your records by <laughs> going opening up the database and changing things. You know, you've you've seen that in accounting where somebody's uh, uh, yeah uh, yeah. Timothy uh, rams in uh, data without having any uh, any uh, offset to that that entry. So, but yeah, that that's our, that's our vision, and uh, everybody's at that that point. But uh, it, it really sets us apart because of the not only because of the our, our the vision is the the experience we've had in working with that and the people behind the behind this who really understand this and are driving the that that in that direction. You know, artificial intelligence is sort of a, you know, a big buzzword out there these days, but I think there is certain things that AI can do to either make the accounting process maybe more efficient, speed it up. What's your thoughts on on maybe some of what AI might be able to help the farmer and their accounting and management side? I think it's just open a an open book as AI is right now, how that could be used and it's hopefully uh Hopefully, uh, uh, not taking too many shortcuts, but uh, helping analyze. You know, that's that's the analysis would be the, one of the more interesting things. Uh, seeing with trends and helping identify things that you, you don't know about, and that's one of the things we're very conscious about is retaining the the detail, be able to query it, and uh, and. Uh, it's it's there and it's again it's permanent. It's not in somebody else's server, and and when when you hear this the phrase it's your data, but by the way it's on our server. You kind of question whether you can actually you know, long term have have access to that that data. So yeah, uh, yeah, we'll leave the leave the the door open for however our our clients want to use the system. I certainly know just like uh, when I'm doing an email and Outlook, you know, a lot of the, I don't know if you even call that AI, but it does the predictive, you know, it fills in, hey, it's it's looked at, it, it's looked at my typing for many, many months or whatever, and it knows pretty much how I'm going to type. So it'll add 20 words and then I don't have to do those words. I don't have to type those words. So that is helpful a little but not. It's not a big deal, but it certainly isn't. It, it's not a bad thing that it does for me. Right, right. I see a lot of opportunities. Uh, 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 not only uh, uh, completing sentences or predicting what you're going to say, but uh, the uh, OCR able to yep. take data. And I know you've had Peter Green on, uh, P- Peter Martin on, and and uh, I think that's you know that's great potential for. Uh, be able to import uh, data from different sources and kind yeah. of add add a little artificial intelligence to getting uh, getting that information coded and standardized. Yeah, I, I could even see something along the process of you could type in, "Hey, take our last ten years of records, uh, create the farm financial standards key ten ratios." And then do some standard deviation analysis and uh, highlight the years with the best and the years with the worst and do a nice report for us. And AI would be able eventually to automatically do that for you. You can still do it yourself, but that isn't something that's easily done. You got a little bit of work that you have to do. 
Yep, yep. That's uh, that's exciting thing. We couldn't imagine this uh, uh, 40 years ago, starting the starting out of this technology. But that's yeah, that's if you got open system that's uh, that has that kind of flexibility, then uh, there's a lot to be lot to be gleaned in in the future. Now, um, you know, Norm, this has been a 40 year process and Mazda has Mazda sort of taken over the day to day operations for you or are you still actively involved? Uh, I, I'm just curious what your involvement in in Mazda is right now. Yes, I'm I'm actively involved and I'll be in the transition process. And so we, we have the transition in, in place right now. It's locating the right uh, uh, right management to to, to uh, transition to so uh, that's you know we're, we're I, I'm still still be active in consulting and pulling things together and showing up at farm financial meetings and that type of thing but uh, that's we're, we're uh, yeah we're, we're working on that that whole plan and got some top-notch uh, people behind that uh, helping us out. So is is Mazda still actively looking to bring in new uh, clients, new customers, or is it more of a cooperative for that key group? Or what 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 is the what is sort of their uh, plan for that? Right, right. So they're an LLC, Iowa LLC, and uh, with two goals. One was to to support their internal system and and the model was like buying into a, a ethanol plant or a sow co-op or sow llc where you're you're you are the customer and the owner both but yeah they're they are actively uh, looking to uh, sim operations with similar goals be able to join on the not not an ownership role but as a as a client uh, okay. uh client role Okay, okay, good. Well, so that's Norm, good to set us aside. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break for a sponsor message, and we'll come back and we'll ask all the key questions I like to uh, do in my podcast at the end of the podcast. Get timely updates about taxation, accounting, succession planning, and other issues that are unique to farmers and agribusiness processors. Find out about major agribusiness events and how to comply with new laws that affect your business. Subscribe to Farm CPA at blogs.claconnect.com forward slash agribusiness and experience the CLA promise. blogs.claconnect.com forward slash agribusiness. Top Producer Podcast. I am Paul Neefe, your host, and we're going to go ahead and rejoin our conversation with Norm Brown. You know, Norm, before I um, go through some of my key questions I always like to end with, um, is there any, you know, we sort of talked about AI a little bit. We've talked about the open source, you know, you mentioned an API. Is there anything else, maybe if you look out five, ten years from now, that you think might be unique for uh, farm accounting, farm management accounting? Well, farms have so much technology, uh, Internet of Things, uh, the monitoring. I think that's it's all going to be 
based on uh, real-time connections, both internally and externally with the farming operation. So that, we, that's why we think the Farm Financial Hub is, is so uh, essential to be able to process this information. And, and again, you, you know that uh, you're proving we're proving the accuracy by running things through a double entry accounting platform, uh, be able to do the pr proofing and the evaluation of what's what's going on. So I think things are going to get more and more integrated, more and more standardized with the interfaces. And even that is not not probably never be a plug and play kind of situation. But, we, you know, we're seeing that just in the in the agronomic field and the in the uh, platforms that are out there the for precision farming trying to standardize that and realize that there's there's a lot of different approaches and who's going to be the who's going to monitor that who's going to establish the standards and 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 and, and uh, va validate the data yeah sort of like the android system for cell phones you know you need to have now google sort of started it but you need to have that standardization and it allows multiple you know whether it's Samsung or Motorola or whoever it was to to take advantage of that standardized system. Yeah, everybody wants well, to be the standard. That's uh, yeah. simple if you are the standard, but uh, that, that probably isn't going to happen in a in a free market. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Norm, did you have any mentors along the process? I soaked up information for as many people as I could, and uh, my first mentor was Al Mueller with the University of Illinois and and I was taking a a uh, graduate course in production economics and I, I asked Al about in the late 70s with what is this something as a business opportunity somebody uh, providing software and Al gave me the great advice that nah it's something the universities will take care of so you don't need to develop commercial software um Danny Kleinfelder uh uh Jim McGran, I've I've enjoyed them. I've um, the whole team at Farm Financial Standards. I've learned a lot, a lot from them, and and yeah, and uh, you know, there's nothing too original that we generate as the end result. Uh, Howard Doster, uh, Purdue, good friends yeah. with him, and he was uh, he he always challenges with the. Is saying that past costs don't count, don't count, and so you know, keep keeping a, a keeping a a, a economist view of things as well as an accountant's view of things. Be able to use, depending on how you want to view and project uh, the records. So, uh, been very blessed to be able to uh, have uh, some really associate with some very smart and talented and dedicated people. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I know at least I I know you used to have some kids and grandkids around the world. But uh, what type of hobbies do you have? That's my, that's part of my hobby. Now, one thing I do is I we I do biking, but it's not the Paul Newford type of biking. It's not a BMW. It's <laughs> a it's a trek with. But uh, no, I've got I've had kids uh, three three of our kids have lived internationally, and uh, so we've gotten to travel and gotten a cheap place to stay and uh, really enjoy, enjoyed the uh, you don't see them as often as you like but uh, but uh, it's a great time to 
to uh, enjoy their lives and experiences. Are they still overseas or some of them back home or uh, where are I, they located I a, and out? I currently have a daughter uh, lives in London. We've just got back from London and and uh, Scotland. I've, my son lived in in Kenya for seven years. We did a did a lot of visits and and uh, uh, and uh, then I had another daughter lived in Japan for I think think about four years teaching high school. So we saw a lot of that. My son back in Colorado Springs. So we got my kids have got uh, da youngest daughters in Florida. So we got some great destinations for. Well, Colorado Springs, not too far from me. That's where my number two son and his wife and granddaughter live. And uh, that's yeah. about 40 miles away from me. So uh, yeah. But, uh, now I got to ask, which country was your favorite to visit? Well, as far as the, the uh, as far as the. Uh, culture probably probably england but uh but uh kenya was a different world and and japan is actually was even harder to adapt to than kenya because there's not much english and you get into the interior of the country but no i it, we enjoyed enjoyed all of that okay is there anything that keeps you up at night you know there should be but you know i i i've gotten the point i don't uh don't to worry about those things, but I think if I translate that into maybe a few years ago or to a a farmer, uh, active farmer, I think a transition plan would be one thing you'd be thinking about, and and also you know what do you do with how do you hold on to key employees? Nothing, yeah. nothing to me, nothing more stressful than having somebody walk uh, leave your that you depended on leave your operation. So. But uh, that's we've 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 been working on the on the uh, transition plan at at uh, FPS and Massa, and uh, I can, you know, that's that's got to be you got to be thinking about that with your your farming operation, the next generation, and ha smooth handoff and and everything. That there's some excellent consultants that help 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 you uh, work through that plan. Yeah, definitely. And then finally, what's your definition of either success in farming or in the in the computer business or just uh, your definition of success? Well, you know, there's many dimensions of success and and uh, uh, I, I'd say it's more of a, de a a journey rather than a destination. But, you know, I've had the privilege of working with uh, a cross section of top producer finalists and and the question is how do they get there uh from from an external standpoint the common dominators are they're detail oriented and they have a culture of information accumulation they build up uh, they apply the information with their secret sauce that they've developed in their management skills and they're incrementally making better informed timely decisions nothing no not necessary uh, home runs but bunch of singles and doubles most cases they're the, the ones i admire are not goals not growth for growth sake but be faithful stewards of the resources that god has entrusted them they, yeah. they keep their temporal business goal into perspective with eternal goals of faith and family and i reminded of micah 6 8 what does the lord require of you but to do justice to love kindness and to walk humbly with your god yeah now now good good definition norm so is there anything else uh, that you'd like to add before we sign off 
Well, I just appreciate the opportunity and and uh, uh, we need to agriculture needs all the business uh, uh, and management uh, training and experiences as, as possible. We do a, a monthly newsletter, Farm Smarts Free. We also do an annual uh, user conference. It'll be in uh, November in uh, Moline and uh, where where our users share their best practices and we learn from uh, uh, speakers who challenge them. And you you were on our program uh, a few years ago, Paul, and it was very, very interesting. We we worked on um, hedge accounting, I think is one yeah. of our focus. Yeah. And yeah. I remember exciting. that very well. So <laughs> we, we are, we're we're always excited about that. Once we bring up the word accounting, everybody's eyes uh, shine, don't glaze over because we're going to be better, better managers. Exactly. Again, uh, Norm, thanks a lot. Uh, actually, if, if people are interested in, in going to your website, where, where would they go? I go to FBS Systems Run Together, FBSSYSTEMS.com. Okay, okay, well, perfect. Again, Norm, thanks a lot for uh, joining the conversation today, and uh, uh, we'll definitely keep in touch, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Again, this is the Top Producer Podcast. This is Paul Nefer, your host, signing off.